You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip all the hype, skip all the BS, and just bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help you grow your business on the internet. And today we're going to be talking to, uh, to a pretty uh, interesting and incredible entrepreneur that, well, only two years ago was effectively homeless, sleeping on friend's couch in his own car, sometimes in a park. And uh, if we fast forward a few years later, uh, in just one year, his online business uh, career using podcasting is now generating over ten thousand dollars a month, uh, and and uh, he's a networking machine. <laughs> Network. He's networked his way into uh, you know Dan Kennedy's inner circle, top marketing circles. He's landed speaking gigs uh, at some pretty darn big venues. You know he's got testimonials from UFC heavyweight champions, copywriting legends. Uh, you know the podcast phenomenon, John Lee Dumas. You know he's GKIC, which is the Glazer Kennedy inner circle, two times marketer of the year. Uh, oh, pardon me. He's interviewed two times marketer of the year, Seth Green. And, and many, testimonials with him. Too. And testimonials with him. That's right. And many other high-level influencers. And so, um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Lewis Congdon to the show. Lewis, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. Awesome to be here. Yeah. Now, before we dig into the specifics, um, I know your story at a high level. Let's dig into that. I, can you share your story? How did you go from you know two years ago, you know? sleeping in a in a car or a park or on a friend's couch to where you are today like share your journey with us you know i really think that our first 8 years of life you know speaking from a psychologist perspective the first 8 years of life deeply impact us and as a child actually i was homeless as well in a third world country uh, you know, no father in the home. I, my, I lost my mother when I was five years old uh, and ended up homeless and then was adopted into the United States. And so I think that played a big role into my adulthood and then becoming homeless again and trying to start my own business and trying to figure this out, kind of putting everything on the line uh, and, and ended up homeless. So I was sleeping on a friend's couch. I'd sleep in my car, sleep in a park. And I was too embarrassed to really tell people where I was at financially. So most people didn't know that I was homeless, you know, so I didn't really reach out to my community. It's not that I lacked friends and family that could support me. I just, I didn't want people to know that about me. And I think in some ways too, I kind of needed to go through that experience. So I could burn that fire, so to speak, you know, because I, I had this attachment to, you know, feeling like I'd been poor most of my life, like I didn't have enough. And I think that, you know, when you think about something so much, whether it's a fear or a desire, if you think about something enough, it becomes a reality for you. And that's that's where I ended up at. Now, fast forward, you know, from being homeless into now, just a couple years later, and I'm doing really well financially. I've got a business that's blossoming, a incredible education that's growing very quickly in the business world and speaking at different events and uh, you know, selling digital products and coaching and now, you know, can charge, you know, at recently it's kind of interesting. I actually got paid $1,500 for less than an hour worth of work. And the client knew that, you know, I made it very clear, like, Hey, you're going to pay me like $3,000 and it's actually going to take me an hour to do this work. <laughs> but if you want, I can take four or five hours. It just, it's going to be the same thing. 
you know, and the guy didn't care. Like, does you know, once you start dealing with higher profile people, they don't really care. They just care about the results, you know. And he knew the results were going to be built into the work, so it didn't matter. So, you know, the journey for me of becoming an entrepreneur has been a journey of really kind of coming against my own personal demons and and realizing what money is and what it isn't, what value and self worth is, and. Uh, it's been a really incredible ride, and I feel that podcasting has been at the epicenter of all of it. It has been the big game changer. So when you were going through this process, can you uh, – maybe you can, maybe you can't, but can you tie it back to a point? Maybe there was a turning point or a point when you kind of went, ah, I get it, or, or – a point when you change from that that mindset, that fear of homeless to, to, wow, this is it. Do you remember when that was? I do remember when that was. So, you know, the biggest thing for me is that I come from the nonprofit world, uh, you know, having grown up in a third world country until I was adopted and experiencing a lot of suffering and pain in my life. I had this feeling that there's a lot of human suffering in the, in the, on the planet and that, and a lot of it, suffering that happens, we're actually responsible for it. You know, we do it to each other and human relationships are responsible for that pain and suffering. So I dedicated a lot of my life to trying to become a monk and then later just working in the nonprofit and realizing that like I wasn't ever really going to become a monk and live in some sort of, uh, you know, secluded kind of lifestyle, but that I was meant to be in the world, but that I could bring these kind of monk elements into this world. And so, you know, for nearly 10 years, I worked in the nonprofit field helping homeless people and immigrants and all of that. And that's been incredible work and I cherish it. But one of the challenges that came for me when I came into the nonprofit or into the for-profit world and being an entrepreneur is that I knew how to give, but I didn't know how to ask. And I didn't know how to have prices and fees and I didn't know how to sell. And I remember one day hopping on a phone call with somebody and talked to him and he said, so you have an email list? And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, maybe like 500 people. And he goes, okay, cool. And you have a Facebook group. And I was like, yeah, it's close to maybe a thousand people. And he's like, okay, great. How often do you offer to make sales to these people? And I was like, never. And he goes, so you have all this stuff that you work to like build up, but you don't ever make pitches. You don't let them know that you have stuff to sell. And I was like, no, I just, I, I kind of hope that maybe, you know, they'll, they'll write me and ask me because I'm, I'm showing so much value. And he's like, it doesn't work that way, Luis. Like, <laughs> you know, look at anybody. And then he started giving me examples. And he said, look at this guy's Facebook group. The guy's blatantly telling you, buy my stuff. And he said, and check out this email. This guy's blatantly trying to sell you stuff. And this is the reason why people are making money is that they're, one, providing value, but they're not giving away everything for free. And they're letting people know that they have something to sell and they're doing it often. You know, and they might give free, 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 and then offer a sale, free, 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 offer a sale, a sale, a sale, and then free again. But and and that really changed everything for me when I when I was like, yeah. And this was the month that for the first time in my life, I had dedicated to spend eleven thousand dollars on a marketing plan. And it was the first time that, you know, on top of rent and everything else, I needed to have an extra eleven thousand dollars to pay a team. That I was really excited, you know, the the potential of this eleven thousand that it could become forty or fifty thousand, uh, it was huge for me. I had never seen an opportunity like this, and really trusted the team that was behind it. Uh, and so when I talked to this guy on the phone, and he pointed out about selling, I remember going, "All right, man, I'm going to do it." And I grabbed my like hung up pretty much that day, grabbed my camera phone, drove over to a park where I had slept, and made a video and said, "Guys, this is where I used to sleep." 
just a couple years ago. I was sleeping in this park. And now check out my life. You guys see me on Facebook. You guys see me networking with some of the most awesome people. You've read my emails. You've heard about me. And now it's now's your chance for you to start you know, learning from me. And here's what I'm offering. A $500 a month course where you're going to meet with me once a week. Four people signed up. That was really cool. Like, you know, to make that video and make a couple thousand dollars right away, that was awesome. Like four or five people signed up that day, then a couple more people signed up. So then I made some more videos and was like, hey guys, do you want to buy an hour of coaching with me? Blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Here's the offer. Some people signed up. And then I had a digital course, you know, and I just, I started doing things like, hey, do you want to learn how to podcast? You guys are struggling. You know, you've seen how I'm doing it. I'm making money. I'm going to hop on the call with anyone who's interested in my digital course for 20 minutes. We can chat about whatever's struggling for you. And here's the deal. We'll talk for 20 minutes, but I'm also going to spend five minutes of those 20 telling you about my course and trying to sell it to you if you want to buy it. If not, that's cool. I'm going to give you free coaching and that's fine with me. People signed up. I started making sales and then, you know, now I'm kind of evolving to that next space where now I'm, you know, getting speaking gigs with some of the most renowned marketers on the planet. Uh, and copywriters and freelancers. It's been an incredible journey to go through, Derek. That's, you know, that's, uh, I, first of all, it's a fantastic story. And, and I think, you know, well, I know, because I've seen it over, over my career, how many people get started and, and are afraid, A, afraid to sell. Um, and, and in many cases, being afraid to sell, when you really dig into it, it is a bit of a fear of rejection, you know, putting putting yourself out there and people saying no. Uh, but there's also this other thing that's happened in in our industry, which I think leads a lot of people astray when they're first getting started. And that's the whole concept of just put out the best value, give, 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 and and it'll pay back, right? And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it sounds like you were doing. But the reality is, is I agree with the model of give give lots of value, build relationships, but you always have to have that step of putting a real offer out there and selling. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things too, when I, when, when I was chatting with this guy, he said to me, why aren't you pitching? And I said, well, I'm, I'm kind of scared that nobody will buy, you know, and he goes, well, that's just a reality. Like you're going to make a pitch and some people will, some people won't. And likelihood is there's a higher percentage of people that won't. Um, and, and here's the mind shift that he helped me, you know, for people that are listening is he said to me, Luis, for the next 30 days, I want you to make a pitch every single day, which I did. And he said, instead of rating your success on how many people buy, rate your success on how often you're getting out there and pitching, Mm -hmm. which totally shifted it for me. I was like, okay, awesome. One person just bought my $500 course. Awesome. One person just paid $3,000. Like, and I just started celebrating the fact that I made a sale and I started celebrating the fact that I made a pitch because I've definitely had days where I made a pitch and no one bought. And then like a month later, someone's like, Hey, are you still offering that 12 week course that you had? Cause I really wanted to buy it then. I just wasn't sure. I didn't know who you were and I've been watching you. I'm excited to buy it. Where do I buy? And I'm like, whoa, that was like a month ago or two or three months ago, whatever it might be. So the, those pitching, making pitches is really important. Yeah, it, it, it is so critical. And, and being able to turn that part of your mind off that's saying, what if nobody buys? 
fearing that rejection because that that is such such a stumbling stumbling block for people getting started. Now, what I want to do is I, there's two kind of areas I want to dive into with with you, uh, and it's I think the two areas that you are are, are your superpowers, um, and you've really leveraged. The first is networking, and the second is podcasting. And I mean, we could probably talk all day about <laughs> both of these, um, but. You know, let's just dig into these and and try and pull something out that our audience uh, and listeners can take away. So let's start with networking. And I guess the question that I'd open it up with is how specifically did you use networking um, as a tool to to grow your business? And And then for those people just getting started who are not networkers, you know, what advice do you have for them? What steps do they need to take? Yeah, definitely. So jumping into that first piece about how I've used networking is every successful person that I've seen in any arena, I've noticed that they know somebody. You know, let's take Tim Ferriss, for example. When he launched his book, The Four Hour Work Week, I know from watching interviews that he hired, um, is it, I can't remember the guy's name, the chicken soup for the soul. Oh, Mark, uh, Mark Victor Hansen? Yeah, yeah, the other guy. Oh, um, the other guys. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, right. We're having a blank here. (laughs) Right, that one guy. I know that he hired him to coach him. And I know that that guy introduced him to his book publisher. And this book publisher is a very well-known publisher, agent, uh, not publisher, but agent. And this agent had many connections. And so you take this you know, guy who's already doing really well, who decides to hire one of the highest grossing New York Times authors, hires him, who then introduces him to his agent who clearly if he's the agent for one of the best sellers of books this agent uh, obviously knows some of the best publishers and how to get the best deals so these are connections that are pivotal Mm -hmm. and life-changing and crucial to your success you know when I went and watched Anthony Robbins speak he talked about a story when uh, some billionaire or something invited him to come out with him and a group of people and he said look you know like there's going to be presidents, there's going to be diplomats, there's going to be, you know, like some of the most well-known and famous people on the planet are going to be coming to this event, but it's $30,000 for a five-day trip with with all of us. That includes your meal, your flight, and everything. You just pay $30,000 and everything's taken care of, and it's only a group of like seven or ten people. And Anthony was kind of like, man, that seems like a lot of money, like I can afford it, but, you know, $30,000 for five days seems like it's a lot of money to anybody. For some people, that's their yearly income just for five days to be with people. And he said, you know what? I decided to go even though it was a financial like stretch because the types of people I could meet on this could change my business and my life forever. He didn't go deeper into that story, but I know that that trip probably changed his life because now you're, you're hanging out with these people and at the end of the day, millionaires, billionaires, they're people. Mm-hmm. But they're people who have connections and they're people that if you can just be around them long enough, that could change your life. You know, there's a famous, I don't know whose uh, who's quote this is, but, you know, you are the five people that you spend most time with, uh, you know, or you're the sum average. Uh, there's, another, there's another thing too. There's a book called The Millionaire Mind and T. Harv Eker in there says, you know, tell me about the five people you spend the most time with and I'll tell you your financial future. So for me, networking and meeting certain people was about changing my my circumstances very quickly and dramatically because if I could change who I'm spending time with, then just as a result, the way I think will change. You know, before this phone call, just the first 10, 15 minutes, 
you said, Louise, check out my website and look at some of the things I'm doing. This is why it's working. Immediately, I'm learning from you. And that's just for five, ten minutes of chatting. Now, imagine you're doing that three, four times a week. That will change your life. And, and here's the thing, too, is it's not like I'm networking with people and asking them for their education. I honestly, I just want to hang out with them. If they want to grab a bite to eat, awesome. I just want to sit at the table and watch how they talk and watch their perspectives. You know, There's a TV show, Shark Tank, for example. And to, to watch these sharks you know, go and say, well, how is this product scalable? How much have you made a year? How much did you make this month? Who are some of your business partners? What percentage can I buy? Then I start thinking like an investor and I go, wow, that's how they think. Mm-hmm. So your mind automatically starts to shift just by being around people. And you don't even have to like be asking for coaching. Just being in their atmosphere changes things. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, I 100% agree with everything you just said there. And I think that's why, you know, mastermind groups are so, so popular now. Um, Groups like YEO, Entrepreneurs Organization, are so massive because anybody that's made it to a certain level of success realizes that their success is very much dependent on the circle of people they surround themselves with. And that goes back to one of the probably most popular, let's call it self-improvement, personal development books of all time, which is Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the whole premise of the book is surrounding yourself with a network of other people that are already successful. And so when you got started, so here's here's where I think a lot of people struggle is they say, well, you know, Luis, Derek, I'm just getting started. I don't have a network. Why is anybody going to want to hang out with me? What do I do? Like, how did you overcome that? So there's, you know, there's a variety of ways of overcoming that. First, you know, people might look at me and my story and go, oh my gosh, you must have some like ultra gift or something. But you got to remember, I was like homeless when I started podcasting. When I started my business, I was, you know, struggling financially and didn't know anything about the online business world. Uh, I didn't have any social media. I didn't have a website. The biggest thing to remember about networking is that everyone you network with is a human being first and foremost they're a person you know so like let's take for example again that show shark tank you know mark cuban he's a multi-billionaire he's probably one of the most well-known billionaires on the planet and somebody comes on the show and they were pitching something where they're helping like there's there's this great human cause behind it and when i looked at mark cuban's face you could see his humanity come out, you know, like, wow, that's interesting. And, and he decided to invest in this person that was presenting this one, just, you know, business, the cold, raw fact of business is it seemed like a great idea for him monetarily. But when I looked at him and saw this humanness, that's the thing we have to remember about everybody. They're human. And so Facebook, great. If you're not podcasting, you can use Facebook to network with almost anybody you want. You know, join Facebook groups, follow these people on Facebook, make comments, you know, like their things and and use Twitter in the same way. Now, if you have a podcast, now you have like a superpower. You know, that's that's like the machine gun of of networking because to network with really people that have created a lot of value in the world and people who, you know, every action that they take, they want it to be high value. Well, you just have to, you know, come to them with some sort of value. 
there's a reason why, you know, almost every great marketer, I'm starting to meet all of them. And not only that, they're starting to come to me and ask me to come on my show or to meet me because I now have a big enough network that it's important to them to know me. But also, not only that, with a podcast, it doesn't have to be even that personal. With a podcast, I record something, I produce it to the world. Now they've got content. Now they've got one more way to be known. They've got one more way to sell their product. They've got one more way to create content and value in the world without really having to do a lot of work. It doesn't take me much work to sit here and just move my mouth and tell you things that I've said a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But by the end of this interview, uh, Derek will take this. He'll share it with all of you who are listening. He'll create a fantastic show notes. He'll link me to his website. Incredible value being added with a podcast. And unlike a YouTube channel where, you know, with YouTube, if Derek and I want to have like a great, you know, YouTube channel, we're going to have to get cameras. We're going to have to get lighting. We're going to have to SEO the YouTube thing. We're going to have to use search engines a little bit more to understand how to rank inside of YouTube. And Now, if I want to use and leverage Derek as something for my show, most likely it would be better if he came to my studio and we recorded a chat between us or you know, we did something fun that was entertaining. Now, Derek actually physically has to show up and I still have to set up all the equipment and I still have to upload everything. With a podcast, I just say, hey, man, let's hop on Let's hop on Skype. I'll record the thing. I'll produce it. I'll send it out. It'll be awesome. You'll get thousands of new subscribers. It'll be great. Derek says, all right, yeah, I get to sit in my underwear and do an interview. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so now let's transition into talking about podcasting because you utilize this as, as, you know, I mean, from a networking standpoint, it's been huge for you. Um, when somebody's, let's, let's take it back to the beginning and answer the question for beginners. What are the, the tangible, measurable benefits of starting a podcast to help launch a business? Well, a podcast, you know, in a lot of ways is, is, um, First, let me just say what what a podcast isn't. A podcast is not going to build you an email list quickly. It's it's just that's not what it really does. You know, unless you know how to do the SEO end of things and and really build that end, then yeah, you'll build some organic traffic and maybe get more opt-ins and build that. But as far as I've seen it, podcast doesn't really help build an email list. What it does do though is it gives you an amazing billboard. You know, and I've never seen anyone Drive. I've never had this experience, and I've talked to hundreds of people now about this, maybe thousands, and I have yet to hear anybody say, yeah, I saw a billboard, and immediately I pulled over to the Toyota dealer, and I bought the car on that picture. But I've talked to people and said, yeah, I got a thing in the mail, or I saw that, that billboard, and then for some reason, a year later, I decided to buy that car, and I didn't realize it was because the marketing was working on me. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a podcast is. is. In a lot of ways, it's marketing. It's a way for you. Uh, Jay Abraham has a term for it, and I can't think of the word, but essentially it means what essentially what he says is that be everywhere, you know, yeah. be in a lots of places. So if it, you're on YouTube and you're on Instagram and you're on Facebook and you have a podcast, you're in a lot of places. So after a while, this person, kind of like that movie Inception, this person has this idea, yeah, I'm going to podcast. That sounds great. Man, I am so smart. I know exactly where to buy that course. And then they head to my website. They buy my course. But the whole time, I've been on Facebook. I've been on Instagram. I've been on my website. I've been on YouTube teaching them and giving them information. They've been listening. And then after a while, they think it's their great idea. 
but I've been seeding that plant for quite a while. Yeah. And, and, you know, podcasts are, are so different than any other channel because a, and I think you mentioned people can take it with them, but when somebody listens to your voice, listens to you for hours and hours at a time, it whether they want to or not, they're creating. You're creating a relationship with them mm-hmm. that is it, it is going to keep you front of mind when they do need to make a decision to purchase or to invest in something within the field that you're operating. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Now, when you got started. Um, and, and this is this is the other question that I know comes up a lot is what do you podcast about? How did you what was your first podcast and how did you decide this was gonna be my topic? Well, first you can podcast about anything and everything. I've been on a podcast that was for estheticians. <laughs> I've been on podcasts that are run by fathers, and the show is for fathers. I've been on a podcast that is run by moms and the show is for moms and parents. I've been on shows, you know, because I have a background in the relationship world, so I can go on a lot of different topics and discuss different areas. So you can podcast about anything and everything you want, you know. I mean, I, I, I've known people who talk to dogs for a living and make a great living doing that, you know, charging hundreds of dollars an hour and be, having a full schedule uh, and having a very leisure full schedule, and they talk to dogs. I mean, you can do anything you want in this world and be good at it if you understand the mechanisms of running a business and you can deliver and then you can find the market. Podcasts allows you to deliver and it allows you to attract the market. So you can, you know, you can talk about anything. Um, what was the other part of that question? Ah, uh, damn, I don't remember what that was. Oh, okay. Was. <laughs> you asked me about my first show. So yeah. my first show was a relationship show. So I had the idea in mind that I wanted to connect with the most well-known people in the relationship world, ranging from Marion Williamson, Don Miguel Ruiz, Dr. Harville Hendricks, Dr. John and Julie Gottman, Dr. Joel Furman. This stuff for me all relates to relationships. And one of my first guests was Dr. Harville Hendricks, 19-time Oprah guest, record-setting guest. No one's been on Oprah that many times. Interviewed him without a website, without a podcast yet i just i know how to write people and get them to get them interested and excited and i learned that through a lot of work i got him on the show we interviewed had an amazing interview and then at the end of it he actually invited me to come out to new york to pay for me to come out to to his 3 day event take care of all the expenses and and get to meet him and you know get fed and have a place to sleep and be trained by him for 3 days and then at the end of the event i met him in person and he invited me to come down to texas to help kind of co-facilitate a class that he was doing as part of his nonprofit project. This is like the power of podcasting. This isn't the first time stuff like this has happened. You know, this is one of the ways that I've been now invited to speak at gig at, at speaking gigs with people like Ray Higdon, Dan Meredith, Ryan Stuman, the list of people, amazing people speaking at this next event is ridiculous. And I'm one of the newest, youngest, most up-and-coming speakers at this event. Uh, you know, and it's crazy. I've never spoken in front of an audience of over a hundred people. I've I've taught relationship courses for three years and worked with over three hundred married couples, but I've never gotten on a stage and tried to sell from a stage or educate outside of the relationship niche. The reason why these changes are happening for me so quickly is because podcasting has allowed me to get on phone calls with people that I really love and admire, and that love and admiration shines through. And that level of respect shines through. And from there, I'm able to create a friendship because at the end of the day, these are people. And I know how to connect with people and I know how to make people feel good. And, and that translates to usually a friend. 
If not, at least someone that recognizes my name and knows my face in a crowd. Yeah, and that that that's absolutely massive. The you know, and, and I think this is where a lot of people disconnect, and you did it really well. You started off, you started reaching out to people that were high-profile people before you even had your podcast, which is freaking awesome, and, <laughs> and, and booking them on the show. And I love that, uh, you know, I, I, I love that you did that because so many people would never, would never take that step. And I think it really does come back a little bit to that fear of rejection. What if they say no? But one of the unique things about podcasting is if you don't have an audience – and you're in a niche outside of the internet marketing space, right? So, I mean, in the in the realm of podcasters and internet marketers, everybody kind of understands what's going on. But if you are doing a podcast on how to talk to dogs, for example, right? And you re- reach out to this expert trainer and dog whisperer somewhere and you say, hey, I've got a podcast. Here it is. It's on iTunes. I'd love to have you as a guest. There's inherent credibility because most people outside this niche don't understand – and I, how simple it is to have your own podcast. So you mm-hmm. have this credibility, you can book these guests. And I would encourage our listeners to, to, to really just get out there, create that podcast. It's simple to do. Um, it, uh, Luis, you know, you have courses that teach people step-by-step how to do this and, and to start building that audience and, and leveraging that to create, create your network as you've done. And, and I mean, you know, you've got the results to prove it. Now, we're, we're starting to run out of time here, but before we wrap up, Luis, uh, how, where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, um, the podcast courses that you have? Yeah, definitely. If people want to learn more about me, my business, and everything else that we're doing, they can head on over to thrivinglaunch.com. That's going to be the best place. If you're just interested in podcasting, you can look up the podcasterssecretweapon.com. That's just a little plug for that program. But honestly, thrivinglaunch.com will have everything that you need. That's fantastic. So, uh, Luis, thanks so much for unconditionally sharing your story, the strategies uh, with our guests. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, to your community. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Fantastic. Uh, All right, everyone. That was Luis Congdon, uh, networker slash podcasting expert. And as always, any links mentioned in the interview will be included in the show notes, along with our absolutely kick-ass transcripts. And you will find all of those at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't already done so, you can have every episode automatically delivered to your smartphone or device. For Apple devices, head over to iTunes. And for Android devices, head over to SoundCloud. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating, leave us a review, because guys, that is the fuel that gives me the momentum and motivation to continue making this the best info pack podcast for digital entrepreneurs. And uh, now it's time to take all of the tips, tools, and strategies that Luis so generally shared with us, generously shared with us, and uh, apply that final essential ingredient for making it work. And that ingredient is action. So go forth, take action, apply what you've learned to and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.